standby to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. Hey, it's Tito here with the Buckeye Bliss. Thank you for turning, tuning in. Uh, we are on Fan Street Sports, powered by DSP Sports Media. DSP Media, I'm sorry. Fan Street Sports, powered by DSP Media. I'm Jeff Fedoff. They call me Tito. Follow me on Twitter. And it happens. There it is, right there. Yeah, the baby. I got a cut. Whatever. It's a kid's band aid, too. If you got kids, you wear kids' band aids sometimes. It happens. Thank you for tuning in. Like, listen, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, we are 20 Saturdays away from Ohio State at Indiana to open the season in Bloomington against the Hoosiers. Uh, open the season, open the Big Ten season, all of that for Ohio State. And a uh, couple things going on, but let, let's do this first. Let's talk about this. And I got this from the Columbus Dispatch, uh, dispatch.com. If you don't go there, subscribe to them, but uh, the newspaper. But there's been some talk about between Michigan and Ohio State's um, 2024 recruiting class. It's the offensive line and that's a beat, which I love. I love it when Ohio State Michigan's rivalry really means something. The last two years, Michigan's won. Before that, Ohio State was had such a long, successful run against Michigan that was better than the Michigan run against John Cooper. So, just to show you how great that run, Urban Meyer went seven and zero against Michigan. Came out and famously said uh, recently, I guess it's too early to say famous, but notably said that he hired a coach to do nothing but watch Michigan. He said that recently, and. Um, I, I love that. I love it when the rivalry means something. And I, by the way, every year when I'm on the fan, I, I do stuff for 97.1 The Fan, ESPN affiliate here in Columbus. But I always say, and this pisses Buckeye fans off, some of them, that if Michigan never wins in the rivalry, the rivalry will die. It will die. If Ohio State wins every single year, 100 to nothing, like some Buckeye fans want, the rivalry dies. Somebody, each team has to win sometimes. I'm not saying I want Michigan win every year, but Michigan needs to win at least once in a while because if Ohio State dominates, then the rivalry means nothing. And I love what the rivalry means. So, Michigan's won the last two years. That makes this game even bigger this year for Ohio State and Michigan, and it makes the recruiting wars more fun. And so the 2024 recruiting class, the offensive linemen are jawing back and forth. Ohio State's guys say, we're the better class. Michigan says, no, we're the better class. Ohio State saying, yeah, but your guys wanted to come to Ohio State, didn't get offers. Michigan saying the same thing back and forth. And look, I don't know what the ultimate correct answer is, and we won't know. It's a 2024 recruiting class. We don't know what's going to happen. But I love the fact they're going back and forth. That means something. Michigan's 2024 offensive line commitments, and this is, again, according to what's on the dispatch.com, uh, they put that out there, the Columbus Dispatch. They've got Andrew Sprague, who's the number nine offensive tackle, Blake Frazier, the number 17 offensive tackle in the rankings, um, according to 24-7, I should say that, 24-7 composite rankings. Sprague, number nine, Blake Frazier, number 17, Luke Hamilton, number 23, interior offensive line, and Ben Roebuck, who was number 29 offensive tackle. Offensive tackles, 9, 17, 29. Interior offensive line, 23. That's what they've got. On Ohio State's, they've got Ian Moore, number 5 interior offensive line ranking. They've got Deontay Armstrong, number 25 offensive tackle. Devontae Armstrong, his twin brother, number 22 interior offensive line. And Mark Nave, number 36 interior offensive line. So we won't know until we get well into the season, their careers even, who really got the better end of this. But I love the fact that it's sitting here 
end of April, not even end of April yet, I guess we're the back end of April, second half of April, and we have offensive linemen from the 2024 class from Michigan and Ohio State. The classes arguing about who got the better offensive line class. 2024 class, not 2023, 2024. I love it. Give me all the Ohio State, Michigan love and hate you can. Give me all the rivalry stuff. I can't wait to watch all this unfold. And look, Michigan winning last year sucks as an Ohio State fan. Sucks as an Ohio State fan. You know what, though? It's good for the rivalry. Batman needs a joker. Michigan is Ohio State's joker. They've got to win once in a while, have some damage once in a while to make all this work. All right, let's go to college basketball now. The 2023 recruiting classes. Kentucky, according to ESPN.com, has the top class. Uh, no surprise there. And by the way, uh, um, Hutchinson from Michigan is going to make a visit to Kentucky in person. He's also talked to Kansas. And we'll see what, what Hutchinson ends up doing. But that's, uh, Kentucky right now has the... Um, the top recruiting class in the country, the men's basketball side for 2023. Duke is second, uh, going through the rankings now. Third, by the way, because Ohio State has dropped a little bit, but third is UConn. Fourth is Michigan State. You make the national championship game. Winning the national championship, I should say. Michigan State is uh, currently fourth. And uh, going through list number five is Memphis under Penny Hardaway. And Penny Hardaway keeps getting great talent. Hasn't put it all together yet into like a really successful NCAA tournament run, but he is doing well recruiting-wise. I'm a Penny Hardaway fan. Number six, Oregon Ducks, and that could get better if they get Bronny James. We're still waiting to see where Bronny James goes. Number seven is Louisville. Uh, you know, Kenny Payne's doing a great job there, picking up the pieces of the debacle that's happened to Louisville the last couple of years. Ohio State is right now eighth with their top commit is Scotty Middleton, who is number 34. I don't expect Bronny James to come to Ohio State. I think he will end up inevitably going to USC or going the pro route, but um, still a top 10 class again, the second straight year for um, Chris Holtman to have a top 10 class of recruiting if this all holds true. And like I said, I don't think Bronny James comes here. I think Bronny James is bound for the USC or for a G League type thing. But um, so I think in USC could move up considerably in the rankings if they get Bronny, which is a very real possibility. But Ohio State being eighth is really a big deal. I like that. Okay, uh, other news from Ohio State men's basketball. You know, I, I, what I love about college basketball versus college football is the, the way the schedules are made up in a lot shorter term. In football, you can go right now and look, and all the games might not happen, but you get teams that have schedules that are made out. Look at Notre Dame's schedule. I think they're, they're scheduled out for like the next 10 years or whatever, you know, which, which could move around based on conference realignment, but their schedule is set pretty much the next 10 years in football. Um, Ohio State's got some of their opponents set. They've got, you know, obviously they're at Notre Dame this year. They've got Texas coming up, a home-and-home, home, Alabama, a home-and-home, home, Georgia, a home-and-home. Home. I think well, Oregon's a home-and-home. Home, but I know they've got Alabama and Georgia coming up along with Texas and finishing up the Notre Dame one. But all these are scheduled years in advance. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. There's been times at Ohio State, I remember a while back, um, I think they – they, they put Cal on their schedule and then years in advance, and then Cal sucked, and it wasn't such a great game. But Ohio State basketball, because they do the schedules a little more um, in line, with a little closer to the regular season being started, they just announced that on December 30th, they're going to play West Virginia in a neutral site game um, up at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland. So December 30th, Ohio State-West Virginia neutral site game. The last time they played was back in 2019 up there. They played there as well. 
and um, West Virginia won 67 to 59. So Bob Huggins in West Virginia, they went 19 to 15 last year. They made the enslaved tournament. NCAA tournament was a nine C, but lost in the first round to Maryland. So it's, uh, but let me tell you what this, why this could be a big game for Ohio State. Huggins, you know, one of the great all-time coaches, over 900 wins and through Cincinnati, primarily Cincinnati and West Virginia. One NCAA tournament game since then. Seth Davis does a Q&A on The Athletic. Athletic, by the way, great place to get your sports news. Go there and subscribe if you want to. But also, like, they they do, they do, have a fantastic stable of writers, including Seth Davis being one of them. He was uh, asked, you know, when will Huggins step down at West Virginia? And he talked to Huggins, and Huggins, who's almost 70 years old, was – saying, you know, he's having fun doing it right now, and he should. This team coming back, going 19-15 and 15 last year, they do lose uh, three of their top five scores, but two of them come back, which is great. They also added Jesse Edwards, who's a 6'11 kid from Syracuse. He's got one year left. Um, he averaged 13.4 points, 8.7 rebounds, almost three blocks over the last two seasons while playing for the Orange. And they also had Kerr Krissa, a, a senior point guard from Arizona, who started the last two seasons there. Those two guys are on board with, you know, like I say, a couple of guys coming back in for West Virginia uh, in Trey Mitchell and Joe Toussaint. But what's good about this game for Ohio State is this could end up being a quadrant quadrant one win for them if they can get a victory over West Virginia. Ohio State's had top 10 recruiting classes last year, this year. So Ohio State's going to have plenty of talent. And we're going to see, again, Bryce Sensible, he's gone. It's going to happen. He will not be back. I don't believe next year. I think that he will be a uh, definite first-round pick in the NBA draft, so he will be gone. But Ohio State, though, has a lot of talent coming back. The freshman played really well coming down the stretch last year, the ones they needed. Uh, Zed Key coming back healthy will be great. The guys Ohio State is, is adding, I want you to think about this now, with the people they are adding in on this team, they're bringing another post player in. And look, Felix Akpara for Ohio State got a lot of valuable minutes down the stretch because of the injury to Zed Key. Injury sucked for Zed Key. It was good for Felix Akpara. But now you've got, you know, Akpara and Zed Key, a couple of big-time post players. Now, Akpara needs to work on his offensive game. He's a defensive force who forces team players to adjust shots. I love that about him. They're adding in Scotty Middleton, Jason Chapman, Devin Royal, all three of those are, are top 50 players. And Austin Parks is the other one they're adding in, a 6'10 kid. And so they, they're going to have more size next year than they had this past year. Inexperience? Yes. But more size, which is good. Akpara, I'm telling you, I love this kid. Still a raw basketball talent. But the kid got better this year as the year went on, which I love. And having healthy Zed Key with all these other guys that are coming back. Well, I'm excited about this Ohio State basketball team for this upcoming season. I know that Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology has the Ohio State men as like a, a eight, nine, uh, maybe a 10 seed even. Somewhere in there like is the latest one. He doesn't have him seeded very highly. But I think Ohio State's got great potential to grow as the season goes on. And I think they're going to be a Sweet 16 team in 2024 in the NCAA tournament after the 23-24 season. Now, the women's bracketology just came out by Charlie Cream. Or Prem, I think is how you pronounce it. For ESPN, he has Ohio State women as a two seed. That's They're going to be a one or a two. This Ohio State women's basketball team under Kevin McGuff, who's now been there 10 years, it is that good. All right, that's it for today's Buckeye Blitz right here on Fan Street Sports. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. Listen, like, subscribe. Follow me on Twitter at It Happens. And, uh, again, go Bucks, and we will talk again tomorrow. Have a great day.